on 98FM and online. This is Phoenix FM. racing forward. Kitchen. Held up by Harris and around Harris and around Troy. Oh, magnificent! Peter Kitchen with the equalising goal. We're not a city, we're not a town. We're the only one of us around. And you know where we can be found when Saturday comes again. We'll be trying Good evening everybody and welcome to the Orient Hour. My name is Billy Herring and I'm joined tonight by Jamie Stripe and Richard Priest and we've got Terry Howard also ringing in a bit later on. Um, okay, chaps, how are we all? Jamie, how are you? Uh, okay, Billy. Uh, good evening, everybody. Hope you're having a nice uh, run-up to Christmas. Jamie, I feel like me and you have been doing our best to avoid each other recently. I haven't seen you in ages. Yeah, I know. Well, obviously, the restraining order's working, Billy. <laughs> That's it. Every time I'm in, you're away. You know what it is? <laughs> so, uh, anyway, it's good to see you, mate. Very good to be back in the studio with you. And, uh, Rich, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. Thank you, mate. Hope you're well. Yes, very good, very good. How's, uh, how's the Christmas going for you? Uh, yeah, you know, it's. Um, I've only just managed to put a tree up last week. We had a lot of work done at home at a minute, so we're, we're behind on everything at the moment. So, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd rather just gloss over that bit, to be honest. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it anymore. I've had six months of it now. So, Well, that's a, I suppose as a school teacher, I just think, you know, like 20th of December comes around, that's it, that's me done to the new year. I just feel like everyone's the same, you know. So, uh, never mind. Okay, all right. So, something that didn't bring us much Christmas cheer was the uh, the result on Saturday. <laughs> um, gents, what did you think? Losing 1-0 tremor away. Well, I followed it on the audio of Dave Victor and Matt, and um, I thought it was a spirited display, really. I mean, considering the team we had out, obviously we had to make a lot of changes. I don't think we were ever out of the game, but you just got the feeling once Tremor got their noses in front, I don't think we were going to get it back. So, obviously, it just goes to show how important it is to take your chances, because we had chances in that game, just couldn't do it. Yeah, I mean, let's have a quick discussion about the fact that, that we had, you know, injuries and suspensions and COVID and what have you and things. Um, you know, we did have a lot of players missing, but Kenny still went with the same same formation. So he started with a 3-4-1-2, which seems to be the uh, the favoured formation that he's going for at the moment with uh, Vigoury in goal. Happy Thompson and Ogie at the back with uh, Sweeney, interestingly, coming uh, having been recalled from loan, putting straight into the starting lineup and playing right wing back, which I thought was an interesting interesting choice um, we had Clay and Matt Young in the middle making his league debut so congratulations to him and we had Wood on the uh, left hand side with Kempin Hole and Drynan and Smith up front uh, Rich what did you make of the starting lineup? I mean I was, I was surprised as probably as anyone when I saw it I mean I you know you'd seen games falling in, in mainly in the Premier League and, and you know when I saw the lineup and I saw the substitutes bench especially I, I had probably no real thoughts of actually getting a result at all to be honest um uh, you know and, and looking at the team I, I was trying to figure out what the possible formation of that could be and i have to be honest i mean i'm not 
I don't know why we've stuck. I don't know what formation we could have gone with, but I was surprised we stuck with the same formation because, I mean, that's the thing when you're, you know, you're listening, you know, you can't see it. So it's kind of like, well, you know, we've got three left backs almost in that team, possibly. You know, obviously Ogie would probably be centre back, but you know, where is who's going to play where there? I could, I just couldn't work out. You know, you know, would Kemp have could he have changed position and we could have brought maybe Sotirio into play or you know Paul Smith was back. I mean. You know how fit he was. Let's, you know, probably not at all. So he probably couldn't have started. But you know, just the Sweeney things probably surprised me most, especially the fact that he was on the right. That 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 was the part I wasn't sure. But I think you know, from what I've you know what I, what I listened to, people I've spoken to that were at the game, um, it, you know, we, we we weren't actually as that bad. We you know we played really well. We were unlucky. But I think as Jamie just said there, I mean, whoever you know whoever got that first goal, I think if it wasn't going to be nil nil, it was going to be a, a, probably a one nil defeat to be honest. So you know, I wasn't surprised when when yeah when the goal went in. I, I, I didn't expect us to get back into it, and and it just had sort of one of those kind of inevitable feelings really. Well, I saw the team and I just thought you know it would be a miracle. I think if we even get a draw out of this, really, that's kind of you know, and I haven't really had that feeling this season. I'll be honest, you know, that's it's the feelings I've had over the last sort of couple of years more than. Any Anything else, so um, you know, in a sense, it was. I wasn't too disappointed looking at the team, but you know, because I, I expected it. But I still have that sense with Kenny Jacket. It maybe you know we, we, we're not quite beaten until the very end, kind of thing. Although the last few games have sort of tested me a little bit with that theory, to be honest. But um, but yeah, I mean, I, it's it was disappointing, and, and the formation. I would have liked to have seen it change a bit. I think as well. It's I don't see the point of sort of almost stubbornly sticking with the same thing if you know we've gone. And I think at the start of the season when we lost to Harrogate, we. We changed things up a bit then, you know, Archibald sort of dropped back, Kemp was out of the team. I, I think possibly at the moment, that the, not the rut we're in, but we possibly need maybe a, a slight change at the minute. But unfortunately, whether we've got the players in to do that at the moment, we need to sort of get the players back from isolation or illness or whatever they're out with at the moment to, to be able to do that. I don't think we've got the, the, the staff at the minute, the playing staff to, to change it around. So maybe we'll have to stick with what we've got, which I don't think is going to bring us too much at the moment. I think it's interesting because for me, actually, with regards to the uh, the performance on Saturday, given the squad, given the players that we had available and who we had starting, I actually think it was one of the most spirited away performances I've seen, which is in a way good because you know obviously we've uh, we've seen some poor away performances this season but at the same point you know the end result still wasn't great now I have got some statistics um, with regards to Kenny Jack and his reign so far um, that we'll go through a bit later on but I mean you know for me I mean the first half it was, it was I would say I mean it was it, we started we started okay um, I thought Sweeney I thought Sweeney actually had a good game Right, Ryan's side. I thought he, I thought he was very good. We didn't create a lot. Um, I think Dan Kemp had a um, had a chance from uh, a free kick, which was it went over the wall, but it was fairly tame. The keeper made an easy save. Um, obviously, um, you know the goal. Their goal came in the second half from from Jay Spearing, who. Um, hasn't scored in about three years, I think. And I did say you that, just, yeah. You just knew that because he hadn't scored in three years that he was going to score against us, of course. Um, you know, Kemp got caught wrong side on the edge of the 18-yard box and, um, you know, Kearing's spearing, so he had plenty of time and Vigoro had no chance. Um, other than that, really, I mean, I think that the biggest changing factor on Saturday was the introduction of Paul Smith. I thought he had an excellent game when he came off the bench, and Kenny actually said to us that um, he um, he was only the club doctor had said he was only ready for sort of twenty minutes of action. So they put him on in the fifty eighth minute, sort of give him you know just sort of to a half hour or so as a push. Um, and I thought he made a real difference, and I think that genuinely, I know we've he's 
he's almost become not a figure of ridicule. I think that's too unfair. But you know, he's almost become a myth, hasn't he? Become I mean, among Storian fans, as in you know, if we can get him fit, he could be this, and we just can't seem to keep him fit. But uh, if we can, I think that certainly the second half of the season could he could well make an impact because we looked a lot brighter when he came on. Um, you know, um, he was indirectly directly involved in chances for both Drynan and Smith to score you know Smith uh, Smith went wide with a header that he should have scored and um, Paul Smith had a shot which um then from there, Drynan then um, sort of missed the, the rebound as it were after uh, after um, Harry Smith had been involved as well so it's difficult because whilst the form away from home is deeply worrying it's, I feel like it's hard to criticise the team given the amount of players we've got out at the moment, Jamie. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think if you listen to Kenny Jackett's interview after that game, he said that the original kind of um, thinking for this season was to play Smith and Dryden up front with Paul Smith behind, pulling the strings a little bit. And uh, we kind of got a tantalising glimpse of what, it, what that could do for us you know, towards the end of that game. Um, I'm not one of those people who thought it was a major disaster, but it's all it's an all too familiar pattern that's emerging. And we were talking pre-show about it's mirroring the early '90s now, isn't it? We, when we were under Peter Eustace, when we were quite good at home and couldn't buy away win for love and money during the season, and that's ultimately what kind of cost us playoffs or even a promotion during Peter's reign. Um, it's it's frustrating for me because it's it's sort of caught on from last season, isn't it? We we can't impose ourselves for a full 90 minutes over a period of three or four games in a row we seem to play well for a half you know we can't get a, a full solid 90 minute performance out it's of that consistency night. isn't it that's the problem yeah and you know and we know we don't go on four or five game uh, runs of wins do we we might get a win three draws and maybe a defeat or something like that and you know if we're going to make an impression towards the second part of the season we've really got to string some serious form together well, let's hear from uh, Kenny, Kenny Jackett and Dave Victor then on their, uh, their assessment of the games. Kenny, thanks for joining us. Clearly a disappointing result, but it was a better performance under difficult circumstances? Yeah, there's a, there's, there's, there are a lot of positives in terms of individual performances. That's, that's where it is. Some missed chances, which ultimately are frustrating, and, and um, you know, a, a, a goal against that was avoidable in a very tight game you know uh, um, but, but in terms of ourselves yeah, the positives are the, the individual performances were there which is a good thing um, but ultimately in the end you know frustrated with a defeat where some game management and um, some ruthlessness in front of goal have cost us because you say there were some good chances particularly late on yeah, they were, and, and you know, for those boys up front, they, they usually do finish those type of chances. Harry's had a couple of headers, obviously Aaron's had the rebound as, as well, and similarly good positions in the first half, but you know, we do need to score from other areas as well. We can't just be reliant on those two all of the time. There's not enough from midfield, you know, there's just not, not been enough goals, and, and you know, centre-back position, uh, Beckles has been good, but we need to come to the party after that. Dan Happy had a good game today, but he's missed a real good chance in terms of a header from, from a corner where he's free and he's put it over the bar now you know he gets a lot of first touches Dan and he needs to start scoring as you say the goal was disappointing from an Orient perspective it came from an nose free kick yeah it did and you know we, we, we got broke on too, too, too easily uh, a little bit naive in terms of our positioning and, and um, we did look in trouble on the turnover and, and Spearing's obviously you know given uh, Lawrence Figaro no chance Jaden Sweeney called back, I understand, from Wilson in order to play today, and he did okay, didn't he? He did okay, yeah. He's been playing that position 
um, in recent times and, and, and it showed as well because it's, it's good when you play regular football and, and, it, and he came back today and uh, as you say after you know m- maybe a difficult start where it took him a little bit to get, the, get onto the pace of the game you know he did show some promise definitely as, as did Matt Young Mason making his debut as well Absolutely how difficult are the circumstances at the moment can I ask you about the Covid first Yeah when I mean, we've got you know we've got a lot um, out injury wise and Covid we understand that and how and, you know, the rules are that, that you know if you've got 14 then you can play now we're bang on 14 because even medically the you know, the information and, and the assessment all of us have is you know Paul Smith was available to play 20 minutes today and that was the right thing with, with his particular history and if he can stay back he'll be a big player for us in the second half of the season and if you're looking at an attack of, of Drin and Harry Smith and then Paul Smith behind I do, it is something that I do want to get to so we did need to do it right but then after that it's left us with it's left us with 14 players and, and if you include a keeper then, then you have to play the game and that's exactly where we, we were you could see from the impact that Paul Smith um, made what an important player he will be. Yeah, he did well on the ball. He has to do better off the ball in terms of you know some of his movement. Uh, but you know we can pick on that. And, and, and similarly, if he's if he's ready and can play on a regular basis, then he'll improve as well tactically. Uh, that, that's that's his next challenge. But but first off, he needs to be fit and available, uh, playing and training. And, and if he can get to that, that will be an advantage for us. What about those injuries? Can I ask you about Hector Kipriano? Yeah, he should be fit for next week. Didn't quite make it, uh, as, as you saw last week. Uh, just had a, a grade one, a tight, very tight hamstring. But um, I, I would expect Hector to be training Monday, stroke Tuesday of this week and be fit for Boxing Day, so that's good. And do we know now about the extent of the injury for Tom James? Yeah, that's not good news. I mean, he'll be out for a considerable amount of time. It looks quite a bad hamstring. So, you know, in, t- in terms of, you know, the season for him, it looks... It'll be, it'll be it'll be 12 to 16 weeks I think for Tom that really is bad news what about other uh, injuries uh, Kenny yeah uh, and you know if, you, if you're looking at Riley if you're looking at um, as you say uh, uh, James uh, practically suspended obviously you know Mitchell and um, uh, Mitchell Archibald and Beckles who have been you know three of our starters uh, COVID, COVID related. Although at the moment they haven't got COVID, but um, it's COVID, COVID related absence today that we'll have to see and hope, hope that uh, things clear up for them in terms of next uh, week Boxing Day. In terms of the bigger picture, uh, Kenny, and this problem that the whole of the football has with COVID at the moment, what would you like to see? Yeah, I, you know, I think it's some honesty right the way through is is important. You know, we pride ourselves on on that as a club, and um, you know, uh, uh, after that, then. It does come down to, 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 to vaccines, definitely. Um, you know, the vaccine programme is, and has proved in a short space of time, to be, to be as effective as anything. So, you know, uh, uh, vac- vaccines, protocol, to give us a, a chance of, of trying to keep going as a, and, and, and not break. Um, we don't want to go back to you know, stadiums that, that, that haven't got supporters in. You know, we don't want to take those step backs. So, so you know, we have, to, we have to be the ones that... And put the measures in place and, and, and adhere to the rules really so that we don't put ourselves into that situation uh, one as, an, as in a, an industry and two as a, as a society The next game is Boxing Day then that will come back after the first time that you've tasted back-to-back defeats as the O's manager Yeah definitely and, and you know you're looking at today was a very tight game some good individual performances which I was pleased with which 
uh, um, uh, based on the future. O- overall, you know, we've lost to a detail really that that we didn't get right, but it does happen in terms of when you turn the team over. That's a big thing. But you know, we'll we'll lick our wounds. We are disappointed to to lose the game, but we'll lick lick our wounds. I think a few of the younger players have come in and and given us good options. You know, today that that's the positive out of it, and then we'll be. You know, firing the games very, very quickly, and we'll have to get as many people fit and available as possible as we go. You know, Boxing Day, 29th, first. You know, there's a there's points that are available, and we want to get momentum going into the second half of the season. And and, and ultimately, uh, my thoughts and all of our thoughts will turn to, towards that very, very quickly. And finally, for me, Kenny, those travelling fans, it's a long journey from. They got behind the team. Yeah, they did, and you know, saw an encouraging performance. Disappointed that you know we couldn't get any points and that was that was a key for us uh, but um, you know a, a, as ever we, we really do appreciate and I always show our appreciation to the supporters who you know put their, their, their time and their money into uh, supporting the lads which they did ad- admirably today Thank you Kenny and Merry Christmas Thank, Thank you Another defeat but a far better performance against a very good Tramway Rovers side On another day Dan Happy Aaron Drynan and Harry Smith would have found the target from their clear cut chances and on another day Leighton Orient would have defended their own free kick These are important fine margins They make such a massive difference Without so many regular first teamers Kenny Jackett put his trust in the youngsters and they didn't disappoint Jaden Sweeney looked fit for his successful loan spell at Wildston Sweeney quickly grew into the game, demonstrating confidence on the right side of our defence, and Matt Young, on his first league start, displayed maturity in midfield. Although clearly not yet fully fit, Paul Smith came off the bench to inject much-needed pace to the late night attack. When fully up to speed, the Northern Ireland international is going to be a fantastic asset to our side. It was interesting after the game to hear Kenny Jackett explain the need for clubs to be honest during these testing times. A glance at the Orient bench and anyone could see how stretched the squad was due to injuries, a suspension and of course the implications surrounding Covid. Other clubs may have made the case for a postponement but that's not the Orient way and that's how I want it to remain. So it's back-to-back defeats for the first time under Kenny. It leaves the O's as we head into the last two games of 2021. Two points off the playoffs. It remains a solid foundation on which to build for the second part of the season which promises to be a fascinating one. I think the O's are one of 13 clubs with the potential to challenge for promotion. Just a bit of consistency and anything is possible as Sutton and Tramier have proved recently. For me you can go down to clubs currently 17th and 16th in the table to find two big sides for this level who still have the potential to challenge. Bristol Rovers and Bradford City may be down. They're definitely not out of the race. Joey Barton and Derek Adams will be looking at the example set by Bolton last season. They were in a similar situation this time last year. Investment in the January window enabled Wanderers to clinch an automatic promotion place. Mansfield, Walsall and Salford are definitely still in the hunt and they have the potential to strengthen in January. Newport are impressing under James Robry. Exeter, Port Vale, Northampton and Leaders Forest Green Rovers look to be the sides that are in the fight for their precious top three finish. Swindon, Sutton and Harrogate determined to upset their pre-season odds. For me, Leighton no Winter proved that on their day, there are a match for any side in this division. We just have to make sure that there are more of those days more often. Plenty to be positive about over Christmas. I hope yours is a good one. And above all, you and your family stay well. 
Thank you, Dave. Same to you. I hope you have a good Christmas and New Year. Okay, so with regards to the positives and bits and pieces, what I would say from the positives from Saturday, uh, Jaden Sweeney, I thought, looked good. Um, and I personally, if we're going to play wing-backs, would play him left wing-back. Yeah, Jamie? I, I think he's in the mix. I'm um, Obviously, a, a successful loan spell at Wildston. And you know what? He's at that time in his career where he's got to be looking to step up. I mean, if you're like a young player trying to get into the team, I mean, now's a chance to you know, make your claim for a spot because, uh, you know, there's a lot riding on it now. James is out for three months, we're being told. That's not good for us, good news for us at all. So, you know, we need more options. And like I said, it's, it's a good chance for him to stake a claim for a regular spot in the side. I thought uh, Matt Young looked neat and tidy. A good debut from him. Yeah, I, I like him actually from what I've seen of him. I've seen him in a couple of the... Um What's it called now? The alter, not the auto windscreen, but you know the, yeah, the football yeah, yeah. league trophy. Or whatever. I've seen him in a few games there, and, and, he, and I've always thought he looked um, a neat and tidy player, actually. Um, so I'd quite like to see him, especially. You know, I wouldn't say we've had troubles in centre midfield, but you know, Hector's been out for a few games. Prattley's off form at the minute. So that, as far as I can see, there, there's another position there to go at the minute, and you know, I wouldn't be surprised if if he was able to take that place for a little while. I mean, he's he's a neat, tidy player. He looks very comfortable on the ball. Um, so yeah, I, I can see him. Cementing some uh, some time in the middle there actually. Okay, so let's welcome uh, Terry Howard then to the show. Terry, how are you? Yeah, good evening, Bill. Good evening, everyone. Hey, Hi, Terry. How's things, Terry? You all good? Uh, well, as you know, all my family's down with COVID at the moment, but we're not too bad. Um, wife came out of isolation today, so she's out there. Uh, just me and the kids to go, but uh, hopefully we're all sorted over the Christmas weekend. Oh, well, touch wood, you're all all right, Terry. Hopefully you're not feeling too bad. And uh, as you say, at least you're back out for Christmas. Yep, as I say, I think it's going to destroy many a Christmas this year again. Yeah, I think it's going to be one of those things, isn't it? Um, Terry, as we're talking about it anyway, obviously, um, you know, Kenny Jacket mentioned about uh, COVID and players missing the games through COVID and things like that. Um, and he mentioned, you know, and I'm quoting him directly, um, he said, vaccines are the way out of this. Um we had a discussion sort of off air as it were about you know covid and the vaccines and what have you and bits and pieces and um, and things um what obviously what would you say to the sort of the the players within the um the, the dressing room who maybe haven't been vaccinated who can't play because they're isolating well it, it, it's such a difficult um situation isn't it um i, I listen i appreciate that um we all have different views on it and um me personally, um, I'm, I'm double vaccinated, but it's, easier, it's an easier decision for me, uh, being older and whatever. I, I think trying to put myself in their shoes, um, it, it would appear that the best chance we've got is for people to be vaccinated, so we can encourage people to do it. I, I, couldn't, I wouldn't make someone do it, but my own personal uh, view is, is that um, it will help the situation that the more people that, that can get a vaccination. It's, uh, sorry, I mean, I'll put you on the spot there, Terry. So uh, thanks for answering that. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, that's what we get paid the big dollars for, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let's move on to football matters now. Anyway, uh, we uh, we're going for a run at the moment, Terry. Well, we can't buy a win away from home. We've won one away all season. Now I know you know how this feels. Obviously, you were part of a squad of uh, players that were similar, that were uh, had phenomenal home form, but uh, it was difficult to win away. What, what happens when a team goes away that stops them from replicating their home form? Yeah, it's, it's, it's such a strange thing, isn't it? Uh, and and, and you, you're quite right. Going back to, uh, I think it was the Peter, Peter Eustace era, uh, mm. early 90s, and 
and we were wiping the floor with everyone at home and, and playing some great stuff. And uh, for whatever reason, I, I don't know whether you know it was a long time ago, but whether Peter set us up, you know, a little bit more negatively, or, you know, I'm not too sure. But um, he, the funny thing is, even going back to our promotion season '89. We didn't get our first away win, I think, till Rochdale. Was it the 2nd of January? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, we turned it around there. Uh, but, you know, as I say, it, 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 it's a strange old, old thing. And um, I, I was looking at the I was looking at the table and the table... If, we, if we're trying to be constructive and objective about it, we're not in, we're not in a bad position overall. We, it could be better, of course it could. But I was, I was actually looking. We've, we've drawn more games than anyone other than Bradford. Yep. We've actually got the second best goal difference in the division uh, behind Forest Green. And uh, so, obviously, the home games we are, we're emphatically beat inside. Um, away from home, who knows? I mean, I don't know. I've not seen enough of the games to know if, if Kenny's setting us up a little bit differently away from home. But, um, it, you know, if we, if we can rectify that, you know, we're not going to be far away, are we? You know, I, I, I look and, and, and just say we're sort of mid-table, comfortable mid-table. We're, we're, not, we're not a million miles away. You, you, you know, as I say, we can just find a little bit better away form. We're going to be right in the mix. Do you, I mean, do you remember when you were playing? Was there ever a different mindset when you were going out to play away from home? Uh, not, not consciously. Um, Subconsciously, you know, it, I mean, it is one of them things that confidence is, is, is such a big thing in, in sport, and, uh, and football's no different. And um, what we've got to try and do is, is find that confidence. I mean, it might just take one away win, like it did with us, uh, as I said, at Rochdale all them years ago, because we started winning away games uh, fairly consistently after that. Might be the same for the boys once they, you know, they sort of get a, a win or two away from home. They feel a bit differently about it, you know. When we play at Brisbane Road, obviously it feels very comfortable to them. They've got to try and find that somehow away from home. How you do it, it's just something you have to find within yourself individually and also as a team. Who's impressed you so far, Terry? That you've seen that um, this this uh, in the starting eleven. Well, you know, look, it's, it's obviously the big fella up front, Smith's done well this season. Um, he's obviously a concern for other teams. Um, sometimes I don't think we, we, we give him enough of the right service. Um, he's done, but he's done very well. So you give him the service, he's going to be a handful to any team. Uh, our front line, generally, looking looking at what they've done this season, um, Drin and Archibald when he's played up there, and Smith, uh, 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 they're probably as good as any a front line when they're on form as, as in the division. Um, Tom James has done well at the back. Um, unfortunately, it looks like he's got a, a lengthy injury now which is going to be a big miss. Um, so, you know, as I say, we've had some good individual performances from players this season. Um, there were areas that, that, you know, are a little bit concerning uh, where we can improve. Um, I think central midfield is... There really needs looking at in the January window. Prattley um, um, hasn't quite found his form. I think a lot's been left to, to, to clay in there. Um, he needs a bit of help, you know. I'm, I'm a big fan of, of Hector, but he hasn't quite he hasn't quite developed as as in, like we'd hope this season. Um, but he's a young lad, you know, and I think that's an area maybe that we've got to look at uh, if we're going to make a push. Is centre midfield? 
Do you think that Hector's been asked to play too many games, Terry, this season because um, potentially he maybe wasn't going to be used as much as as Kenny Jacket thought and he's instead become an integral part as Bradley's been moved to the bench? Maybe, maybe. I mean, the thing is, you know, he's still a young lad. Um, I think that the thing is, if, if he'd have been playing better, I don't think, and I'm a great believer if you're, if you're um, good enough, you're old enough. And as I say, where he's been asked to probably taken a bit too much responsibility you know uh, it might have affected him a little bit you know but I, I think the, I think the lad's got a lot of quality but I, I think he's probably needed a bit more help around him and as we said that, that midfield area hasn't been uh, as, as good as it maybe should have been Going back to what you said about um, Smith not necessarily getting the uh, the service um, do you think that's to do with the formation do you think it's to do with the players that we've got out wide well I, I think it's a bit of both really I mean as I say I <clears throat> I, I, I always said if, if our team had like going back to my day Lee Harvey and Alan Comfort on the wing he'd get over 30 goals uh, Smith because of the service they'd give him but we played without an out wingers back then um, which made a difference um, I think I think if we did play a slightly different formation it, 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 as I say it would, it would help him because he'd be getting better uh, better quality servicing from, from areas that are more dangerous I think sometimes and we discussed it a month or two ago where, where the balls are coming into him up round his ear holes and it's very difficult for him to do anything with that sometimes um, because, say, crosses are, are not coming in from areas uh, where it's going to hurt a defence. As, um, as someone who played uh, as, a, as a full-back and a, and a wing-back and a midfielder at times, Terry, all over the place, really, um, what do you think of uh, how Archibald's been doing out there? Would you prefer to see him playing further forward or do you think he's doing a good job as a wing-back? I would prefer to see him play further up. You know, I think the boy's got pace to burn. It, it, it's a very different um, discipline. Um, I, I know it sounds silly. You're only playing sort of 10, 15 yards um, further back or forward, whatever way you look upon it. But I think as, as, as a wing-back, sometimes when I've seen him positionally, he gets a little bit caught out because um, it's not a natural thing for him. And I just think he's one of them boys... You give it to him his feet in that last third. He's gonna, there's not many you know, defenders that are going to probably stay with him over that 10, 15 yards. And he's delivering a ball in a better area. I think sometimes it's a little bit more difficult for him to get into them areas when he's playing a little bit deeper. Yeah, uh, Terry, I just wanted to see your, your, hear your verdict on Tom, Tom James this season. Well, he's, he's done well, hasn't he? I mean, and as I say, he, see, Tom, he looks a lot more natural in that position. You know, he, he, he seems to join in uh, at the correct time, knows when to go, knows when not to go. Um, whereas, obviously, Archibald, that, as I say, seems a bit more foreign to him. And um, it is going to be a miss for us, because, as I say, he was, he was probably enjoying such a good little run of form. And um, I was actually at the game and saw when he went over, and, and straight away I could already... I read his lips from where I was and basically said, he's gone, he's gone. And, and, and as has been the case, he's, as I say, I think he's got a little bit of a lengthy one out, which is going to be a massive miss for us. Terry, when we um, when we went on the run in the 88-89 season, obviously you know we um, we <laughs> up till Christmas we played fairly poorly. I would I would say, and obviously we then put a great run together going into the um, into the back end of the season, and obviously that that momentum just took us through into the playoffs. Um, we've talked before about how Stevie Castle wasn't fit before Christmas, and you know his revival seemed to uh, to lift everyone in the squad. Do you think that Paul Smith could have a similar impact? I know they're different sorts of players. But, you know, could he have that impact of lifting people? Because uh, Kenny's talked about the fact that we don't get enough goals from other areas of the pitch. 
yeah, definitely. I was thinking about that today. And he could be, I mean, he, he, I know he is kind of a new signing, but he, he'd be almost brand new because he's, he's been featuring so little because of injuries. Uh, and yes, he, he, he could offer us something a little bit different. You know, he looks like he's got a little bit about him. And um, as you say, he's not the same type of player as Stevie, but he could have the same impact. You know, um, we desperately need something from midfield to, to link up with the front runners. Um, you know, whether he plays him as a 10, maybe, I don't know. But but he he looks like he can bring something that we haven't had much of this season. Yeah, and I think as well, Terry, because, you know, obviously we had the, the impact signing of, like, Kevin Campbell before. You know, sometimes you can have that, that one signing that comes in and makes such a difference. You know, I mean... We've got January coming up. If we can do something like that, or you know, maybe not January, but certainly before March, and we can get someone that that can go on that run, and you know, whether we need the goal score or not, because we've got two good goal scorers, but certainly that creativity, maybe. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, for us, obviously, Kevin came in and, and done an amazing job for us. From the looking at the team, the one area where we look quite good at the moment, and we look like we've got a reasonable amount of cover, is up front. You know, we've um, we've got a number of options there. <clears throat> It's obviously getting the ball to them. Um, you'd like to think that, that, that the manager, with with the connections he had, I mean, if he could pull a little rabbit out of a hat like like Frank did all them years ago, you know, he, he's a game changer. You know, and as we've just alluded to, with uh, Paul Smith coming back into the side, um, it could be a perfect storm developing. You know, if, if Kenny, as I say, can can find uh, something a little bit magical in the in the loan department. With regards to that, Terry, let's say that you are Kenny Jacket. What what sort of areas are you looking to strengthen? Obviously, you've mentioned the middle of midfield. What what sort of player are you looking to buy, get in the middle of midfield? Are you looking for a defensive-minded midfield player? Are you looking for someone who's a bit more attacking? Um, and what other areas of the pitch would you strengthen? Well, I, you know, I, I think an attacking midfielder. You know, if you've got someone who can who can create and score goals from there. I mean, I'd say I, I, I think Craig Clay can do a job holding in there. I, I think he's good enough to do that. Um, so that would be uh, an attacking midfielder would would be a good one. Uh, the fullback situation, you know, both, you know, maybe both sides. I know we've got players there. I mean, but uh, we need someone from right back who's going to join in, um, like like James did. Um, you know, I, I think as I say, to re- maybe to release Archibald further forward, maybe we need a fullback either side. You know, I know we've got. We've got players there that can come in and do a job. Uh, I mean, centre-half, we're probably okay there. Um, I don't know if if Beckles back yet. Is he he back in the fold now? I think he will be once his isolation period ends. That's my understanding of it. You know, he's been a little bit of a miss as well. Kind of missed that little bit of leadership there. Um, But looking at it, probably, say, the full-back areas and centre-midfield would be the priority um, if, if it was me looking at the team at the moment. Terry, thanks for joining us today. Listen, mate, I'm going to I'm going to let you go and get back to bed. All right, you got to look after the kids and that. Lovely. Yeah, Merry Christmas to everyone, and uh, I'll see you all in the new year. And you too, mate. Take care. Cheers. Terry Howard, there, everybody. Um, right. Well, on that, let's move on to uh, let's move on to some stats. So I've got Kenny Jacket in numbers so far. So because I'm uh, on my holidays and I'm dull, I uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought I would sit and do some stats for today. So we've played 22 games. We've won seven. We've drawn seven. We've lost five. We've got 31 points uh, plus 16 goal difference, which, as Terry mentioned just now, is um, second best in the league. We currently find ourselves in ninth position in the table when we are two points off the playoffs having played one game more 
Now, with regards to that, Kenny Jackett currently has a 32% win ratio. Jamie, that's the first thing I'm going to come over to you with. I know you love a stat. I do like a stat. And uh, let's throw this in the mix. I was looking at Ross Embleton's uh, corresponding <laughs> record at this of time. Of course last you year. were. Of course, because <laughs> I'm off, I'm, I'm, I've been off at the same time as you, Billy. <laughs> and uh, Ross Embleton uh, read uh, this time last year, played 22, won 10, <sighs> drawn, okay. th- drawn three, lost nine. Right. Uh, four, 32. Against 26, points 33. Right, so, interesting. Yeah, and I think, off the top of my head, I think we're about eighth. Right? So we're probably one place better off. So not much between the two. Interesting, Rich. We, we had this discussion last week. Now, when I when we discussed it, so in fact, it was a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it, we discussed it. I was very critical of Kenny Jackett and the way he didn't change things when we were losing. And I said then I'd be interested to find out um, how many points we've picked up from losing positions. So guess what I did today? <laughs> so in 10 games this season, we've, we've either lost or been behind in the game. So from those 10 games, we've picked up seven points from losing positions. So that's so that's five games, so four draws and one win. So interestingly enough, he's got a 50% success rate of turning a losing position into either a draw or a win. Does that surprise you, Rich, at all? Or? No, probably not. I mean, I, it, doesn't, it doesn't sound as good as I thought it was going to, but, you know, I, I'm not surprised by it. I mean... You know, comparing the two stats there, I mean, I'll be honest, if I'm, I would judge it on performance. I mean, you know, I said to you just a little while ago, when we're good this season, we're very good. I mean, for me, there's no comparison between. I know that with the stats are very similar, Ross is even better. But, you know, if you ask me which one I would choose, it would, it would be the performances this season over last season, any day of the week. And, and to be fair, up until the last two defeats, we, we'd, we'd lost three games all season. And I wouldn't say we really even looked like losing a lot of the time either. I mean, you know, they always, you know, draw away from home, pick up points away from home consistently. And, uh, you know, but that, there comes the frustration a bit as well, because that's all we're doing. We're, we're just drawing. I'd like to see us actually, other than Bristol Rose, we've not won. And it's, it's kind of those sort of, the, the way I kind of wonder uh, for, for the away games is if once we take the lead possibly, do we, does Kenny then say, look, look, don't, you know, we, we sort of stop attacking. We sort of, you know, try and get the second, try and get, you know, we, let's defend this now. Let's, you know, I, I, I don't know whether that's what happens, but that's what it feels like happens quite a lot. And we just kind of lose that momentum. I mean, obviously we were talking with Terry about it there, you know, what, what goes through a player's mind away, but, you know, the, the, you haven't got the crowd, but at the same time, a, a lot of places would say that your away crowd is more vocal. Certainly in my experience, or, you know, there's, but, you know, there's a smaller amount of you, but, you know, there's always that back in there as well. So, it's hard to put your finger on, but the two the two performances this season to last. I mean, I would pick this season every, every time. You know, I mean, you know, it feels like we're turning teams. I've you know, I'll forget the Crawley game, but you know, I was going to games. Even that game, I thought well, this could be another four one five one. You know, and I won't think that way again to be honest after Crawley. But you know, that, that's what it felt like going there. And you know, I've, I think even when we've every time we've done this and we've you know predictions for next week away from home had you know I don't think I've predicted a defeat yet. Um, I, you know, I always fancy us getting at least a point on the road, and I, I think I've probably predicted us to win most of our way games I, again that's not something I'm going to do much more going forwards either I don't think but you know I, I still have that confidence whereas you know last season I, I really didn't 
feel that confident. We were winning possibly, but the performances for me weren't there. And you know, and, and I look at the team now. And I, to be fair, I looked at the team a bit last season and thought we, we should probably be better than we are. But this year, for me, you know, we should be. It's a top three team. I mean, you know, we've we've seen the. I don't think we've, there's better keepers than figure in the division. You know, there's maybe some on a par. A lot of other clubs would argue with that. Um, James, unfortunately, out. But I probably haven't seen a better right back. Certainly, our forwards are scoring for fun. It's, it's that creativity and just that centre mid for me that we're just slightly missing you know and I think that's what we need to pick up on really well on that we've scored 37 goals this season which is 1.68 goals a game and we've conceded 21 which is 0.95 a game so we're conceding a goal a game but we're scoring one over one and a half um with regards to the home form and the away form um this might make you never bet on us away from home ever again um we've currently averaging 1.9 points per game at home so nearly two points a game at home. We've uh, played 11, won six, drawn three, lost two. We've scored 24 goals. We've conceded seven, um, which gives us over two goals a game at home and just over half a goal at home per game. However, the away form, we've played 11, won one, drawn seven, lost three, scored 13 against, uh, goals against 14, only 10 points picked up. Which also at home we're scoring two goals a game. Away from home we're scoring just over a goal a game, and we're conceding just over a goal a game. And we currently average 0.9 points per game, so not even a point a game away from home. Jamie, what does that tell you? Does it tell you anything? It tells that we're terrible away from home. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, look, I think. In years gone by, our waveform has never been that great. Although the year we went up in 2006 under Ling, our waveform was on fire. I mean, I think we won about 12 away games, something ridiculous. So obviously it's got to improve. I mean, a lot of the away games we've sort of thrown away, haven't we? I mean, Port Vale 2 went up in an injury time, that's gone. Scunthorpe should have been dispatched, you know, that they, we should have been outside. Do you think we need to be a bit braver? Do you think we're sitting back on leads, maybe? I, I think we just need to be a bit more clinical, let's be honest. I mean, we had like three really good chances in the second half on Saturday, didn't put them away. I mean, and that's what it boils down to. Maybe, you know, the lads are a bit more clinical at home than they are away. And I know it's ridiculous, it sounds ridiculous, but maybe that's the way it's shaping up. Also, I also think our set people worked us out a little bit at set plays because our set pieces we're, we're conceding a lot from there that's got to be worked on and which is we, ironic because we're a big side we are a big side but we concede them sort of goals quite regularly don't we and, and the thing is we was talking to Terry Howard earlier and we said you know what, what changed it was you know Steve Castle came back you know I remember the day that it probably did change when we lost 3-2 at home to Scarborough because we were 2-0 up and cruising lost 3-2 yeah and uh Afterwards, I think Frank Clark did an interview with one of the fanzines and he just said, you know, this was in June after we got promoted, he said the, the day it all changes when um, I actually laid into him after the, the Scarborough game to stop the schoolboy giveaways. And from then on, John Sitton and Keith Day ruled in central defence, everyone pulled their fingers out and I think we only lost about two league games the rest of the season. You know, it's just ridiculous. Do you think? I mean, Terry said about missing Beckles and that leadership in the uh, in the back in the back three, as it as it is at the moment. Um, do you think that that's something that maybe, you know, I mean, Mitchell Beckles and Ogie seem to have developed a partnership recently. Um, do you think that's the three moving forward, or would you look to sign someone? Well, it all depends which what you want to do. I mean, obviously, we were talking about change formations and things like that. I mean, if you're going to sign someone, sign an out and out right back. 
because yeah. you know then you can you could go to a four wood you know you can have wood playing at left back if you want and you can chuck Archibald further forward so it gives you those options but I generally agree about our midfield being the problem and the other problem is obviously you know Dan Kemp's not really pulling off the performances we thought he was going to he, he, he doesn't hide in games. I know he gets a lot of unfair stick at times, but you do kind of get the feeling he's a bit of a nearly man at some times. That, that pass nearly went through. That shot nearly troubled the goalkeeper. He, he's really got to kind of ramp it up a little bit. He doesn't quite have that impact upon games. So when Smith came on on Saturday, you could sense the change in the crowd. You could sense the the, the there was there was I don't know. There just seemed there just seemed to be a bit more of a buzz when Smith came on to to Dan Kemp. And I don't know what that is because I do think Dan look, Dan Kemp's a neat and tidy player. I don't think he ever goes missing. Well, I say I don't think he ever goes missing. I don't think he ever hides. No, I agree. But I do think at times he... I, t- I can't describe it. I suppose he has quiet periods in the game and he doesn't impact the game enough. See, is that is that unfair? Is that fair? No, I think that's fair. But the other thing is you're, you're looking for your playmaker to make play. That That's the thing. You know, you're wanting him to open up a defence in a tight game or, you know, just keep the midfield ticking over and give the opposition problems. And that's not what we're doing on a, on a regular basis. I also think that, you know, it's a really bit of bad luck we lost Kipriano when we did because I just thought yeah. he was really like kind of growing into the game now. I mean, that game against Tranmere set two goals up and to lose him for Swindon was a really frustra- frustrating although you know we ended up winning that game and Prattley came into the centre mid and played quite well and his best game of the season I'd definitely say, yeah. I thought Prattley you know that fourth goal you know was made by his tackling in midfield Yeah, and you know that's what we kind of need to go along with the craft but I think our main problem is that we don't ask the opposition too many questions when we're away from home so Rich sorry go on I was going to say I mean you sort of touched on something maybe we're not as clinical away I mean I've got to be honest I'm a massive fan of both Drinan and Smith I think they've been and they've both got 13 goals I mean how can you possibly criticise them however for Smith for me he should I think he should probably have almost double what he's got I mean it's very frustrating because I wouldn't say he misses sitters but I mean, he's hit the woodwork in the first three, four months of the season more than any player I've ever known, I think. But there are still those opportunities where I think, you know, how how has he missed that completely? Or how's that not, you know, it's not even on sort of target or it should have just, you know, it's a touch of, say, like what McCauley Bond possibly had a little bit, you know, it's, how can you possibly knock a player that scores that many goals? And I'm really not trying to do that, but I just think there's, there is that kind of clinical side to it that's, that's, that's possibly not quite there sometimes. I mean, whether it is, and away from I mean I don't know the breakdown of his home goals to his I mean you've been off this week right? <laughs> oh, we do that for next week yeah we do that next week but you know I'd like that'll to be the next show yeah I'll have a look home and away goals just to see just to see what that breakdown is because I would imagine he scored a lot more goals at home than he has away um, but whether that's because he's, he's quite a, a cult hero he's already you know at home and he's you know the, the fans and obviously he's away but whether he you know, you don't feed off that as much away from home possibly And but yeah I just feel not joining not as much but you know there's been a lot of missed chances and it's really not a criticism but because you know they're two of the top scorers in the division but it's still that sort of frustration like oh, you know whenever you sort of you've seen it it's just like oh no not has he missed that or oh, it's just hit that again and you know it's that slight frustration for me as well sometimes I'll, I'll put that one on the list after wrapping <laughs> the presents I'll get the presents wrapped and then I'll uh, then I'll get on it yeah, let me know. Um, I mean I think it's quite encouraging in so much that they're still getting in the right positions to exactly. have those chances that's the way I look at it um, alright so the past, and I've, so I've done the stats on the past fully 
four fully completed seasons, if that makes sense. So I didn't do the COVID-affected seasons with regards to points. So with regards to that, um, the average points total to get automatically promoted is 82 points. That's the average over the past four fully two completed seasons. To get into the playoffs, the average is 72 points. On our current form, we would end the season with around 65 points. Now, do we think it's encouraging in so much that everyone we speak to tells us that Kenny Jacket teams always come strong in the second half of the season? Because I must admit, I read that and I thought, well, if that's true, I feel quite encouraged. What do you think, gentlemen? Well, Jamie, come on over to you Going first. back to 2013-14, uh, it was uh, us and Wolves kind of find out and we were top you know it was it was quite tight and but like you said towards the end of the season they ran away with it Brentford ran you know come up behind and we sort of fell away so I'm hoping against hope that it's gonna gonna work but I'd I'd love to have Wolves budget by the way yeah (laughs) yeah exactly well they had 12 million didn't they in the the bank our our budget was 1.6 and they had 12 because they they had their parachute payments because they went I think it was two two divisions in the in two years so that's what kind of helped them out. But I don't know. I think it's a bit too close to call. You know, unless we put some serious form together, you know, we're going to be struggling to make 72 points, aren't we? Let's be honest. So I'm hoping he's got enough in his locker to get us there. Um, I'd like to think he would do. I just At the beginning of the season, I thought with a new manager bedding in and a new squad, virtually new squad, you know, maybe it might be a, a too big a ask to get it right first time. But obviously, you know, when we were second in the table after beating Bristol Rovers, you know, people's expectations go through the roof. And, you know, we have got a lot of good players here. We've got a lot of youngsters who are more or less playing their first full season in league football. So two or three experienced heads that can get us to where we want to go might be the way to go in January, if we can get them in the budget. Oh, Rich, go on. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, January's going to be massive, I think. That's, that's, that's where it will come from, you know. I, but I think, you know, I'm certainly not comparing us to Wolves or Brentford, but you know, I would imagine we've certainly got the, the back in more than the, some of the teams around us, you know, Exeters, that kind of thing, um, that, that could get those players in that we need possibly. It's just, and Kenny Jackett's got the know how and, and the contacts, hopefully, to be able to do that. So I, I, I'll be very surprised if we finish on 65 points or lower. I've got to be honest, I was quite, I mean, current form, I mean, obviously, that's taken into account how we're doing at the minute, and we need to change those draws into wins, certainly away from home, but. I still remain... Com- I don't think we're going to hit at 82. That was quite annoying when you said 82. Oh, that's out of our reach, I think. I've got to be honest. That, that's the average. I mean, there was a couple yeah. of teams that went up on 79. One was 85, so... I think we're looking at mid-sort of 70s for, for for us, I would say. And I think we can do that. Um, I, I think it's going to be... Pl- but then I've, I've, I've been confident if we did get into the playoffs. I almost said when then, but if we did get into the playoffs... <laughs> <laughs> I'd be confident that you know with, with the experience of Kenny Jacket and the, the players we've got and you know and our record well I know we don't we don't win it but we always get to the final at least but you know I'd be quietly confident if we did get to the playoffs but I still think yeah for me it's top seven I think I still think that's going to happen yeah I know I said I wasn't going to make predictions like this again but. <laughs> I'll change your mind again. Right, if we don't get there, you all know who to blame now. (laughs) Um, On that, let's let's talk about January briefly. Obviously, we're running out of time a little bit. Um, I've uh, I've assessed the squad. I've got Martin Ling's pen out. I've got the green, the amber and the red pen. 
And uh, I've done a bit of an assessment on what I think. So Green, I would suggest Lawrence Figaro, Tom James, Rob, although he's injured, mm. Alex Mitchell, Omar Beckles, Jaden Sweeney, Shadrach Ogie, Craig Clay, Hector Kiprianu, Harry Smith, Aaron Drynan, and Theo Archibald. Uh, I put Sweeney in there um, just because I think he, I think he can make an impact in the second half of the season. Amber for me would be. Reese Byrne, obviously, you know, he's an unknown quantity. He's played a couple of games. He's a youngster. Um, Adam Thompson and Dan Happy. Yep. I would not be surprised to see one of them go out on loan. Yeah. Yeah. Happy, I think. Yeah. Too, yeah. Yeah. And a year ago, that would have been more or less thought unthinkable, really, yeah. wouldn't you? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Connorwood, it doesn't seem as though Kenny Jacket. Um, rates him for whatever reason he hasn't played as many minutes as I'm sure he would have liked um, Dan Kemp uh, I think that Paul Smith is um, Kenny Jackett's certainly his preferred option in the 10 sense the frustration in Kenny Jackett's interviews yeah. I think regarding Smith as well though. yeah yeah um, and I put Rule Sotirio in there as well and Darren Prattley um I'm actually frustrated on Rules' Rules' behalf because I thought again Saturday I thought he could have come on. Yeah. You know I don't see why he didn't bring him on. I think he's been underused this season. Yeah. Um, um, any any reason why do you think Jamie? Do you I think don't know. I, I, I think him? it's just because that Smith and Drynan's done so well for us really. About when he has come on, he's looked lively. I mean he more or less opened the game up when he scored that great goal against Bradford City. He's a he's a poacher. You know that's his game. You just get look up the, the kind of feeling that. If he, he might be looking to move on for his own sake to get regular football, I mean, he's he's at that age now where he needs a regular start, and whether he get it or you don't know. But you know, if if there's an injury crisis and he gets a start and scores a few goals, then he's in. You know, you'd be in on on form, wouldn't you? So, yeah, I'd like to see him used utilized a bit more. Like I said, like you said, I think he should have come on on um, Saturday, but you know, you never can tell. With you know, if if you can't get into the side with a, a 26 goals strike force it's going to be difficult yeah true that's that's a fair point actually um, Matt Young I've put in the amber amber category as well I would I would like us I would personally like us to see let me start again put my teeth in <laughs> I would personally like to see us sign two central midfield players and I'd like to see Matt Long, Matt Young go out on loan because I feel like he could I feel like playing regular men's football could have a good impact upon his career. Rich, I'm going to pass over to you before yeah. I say anything more ridiculous. I mean, it worked for Ogie last year. It was obviously worked for Sweeney parts of this year as well. So, yeah, I agree. I don't see why not, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, and obviously Sotiru had that spell on loan previous seasons that worked for him as well. So, so yeah, I'd go along with that. Okay, so on the red list then, I've put Sam Sargent. It seems to me as though his, his time at the Orient is, is possibly numbered, so I would suggest a loan for him. Um, Callum Riley, um, I'd suggest a short-term loan away from to somewhere else for him to get him fit. Maybe like a three-month short-term loan where he then comes back to the club, he's fit and raring to go, ready for the back end of the season. Is he, is he contracted till the end he's of the season? He's oh, on okay. a one-year deal, yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd agree with that. Yeah, um, Anthony Papadopoulos. I'd like to see him go out on loan to get some minutes under his belt. Same with Daniel and Krumah. Um and then um, obviously Tyrese Omatoye. Personally, I would send him back to Norwich. I don't yeah. think he's made the impact that Kenny Jacket had hoped for, and so I feel like he takes a squad up, takes a position up in the squad, which is a bit wasted at the moment. Yeah, yeah. 
So from that then, you're looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven players potentially that you would either get out on loan, um, which would then take the squad size from 26 down to 19 mm. and free up some positions. Obviously, we know that Tom James is injured. What are your areas for strengthening, Jamie? Well, probably the same as you and Terry Aud, which would be a right back, two central midfielders, you know, maybe even a winger. Just to mix it up a little bit, I yeah. think we're I think we're okay. Central defence, uh, goalkeepers, we seem to be okay. Uh, forwards, okay. You know, unless something catastrophic happens to Drynan or um, Smith. So, yeah, I'll go with what you say. I, I just think we just need beef up the midfield quite considerably. Yeah, but what I, from my perspective, I'd sign two central midfield players. I'd play. I'd actually sign a left wing back and a right wing back yeah. because I do think that it, it would then give you the option yeah. to play um, Theo further forward if we wanted to, um, and I'd sign another wide player potentially as well if there's money in the budget for it. Yeah. Um, but that would be sort of down the peck order as well. Rich, over to you. Yeah, I mean, I can't argue with any of that. I mean, I think it's obvious that our two main positions are centre mid and, and certainly now right back I mean I, I don't or right wing back I don't think we've got anyone to to, pl- to cover there really naturally I mean you know Archibald's played there Sweeney's played there but they're, they're both left footed so I don't it almost feels a kind of a bit of a waste for me for them to be there but you know I don't think Mitchell can do it I don't whether any of the youngsters Papadopoulos has played there in the, the, the trophy before um, but certainly for me that's probably even more so than midfield now become the priority because of the injury um, but centre mid is still you know it's so hard to get that right player in that position the thing is I suppose if we if we were to sign two central midfield players you could always play Craig Clay at right wing back potentially I mean I'm a huge Craig Clay fan and I'd rather see him in the mid I think he's great in the yeah, middle yeah I'd, I'd I mean, agree I'd, with I'd you there I'd rather yeah. leave him there than, I, I'm not a huge fan of putting you know it's not a square peg in a round hole, but you know he's he's, he's so good in that sense that I don't see the point of trying to squeeze him to another position yeah. to get him out. And then you know I think I feel sometimes that Jacket's kind of done that. You know he wanted to keep Archibald in, so he started playing him at left wing back when he was just so effective on that the left of the three. And and I think that's what I'd like to see us do: do four three three rather than the hole. Now yeah. I think you know that's what we did after Harrogate. You know I think it was. Dan Kemp was the unfortunate one after that performance that, that spent a month or two out. Came in and, and he did really well when he came back in, but unfortunately it seems to have gone back to how it was before now. So maybe another month out or something might do him some good. And But that will enable us to sort of release um, Archibald further forward, where I think everyone kind of agrees he's, he's probably looked a lot better, really. One thing I would say as well is uh, when I was going through the squad, do you know we've got nine players that we brought through from our youth team in our first team squad, which I think is absolutely incredible. So I do think that you know we need to play testament to the club and to those people that are working behind the scenes for the youth team because they're doing an incredible job. Um, and certainly, you know, from when we were worried potentially when we were in the National League about the youth team maybe even disappearing, I think it's a fantastic job they've done there. So huge congratulations to everybody there. Um, just one more thing before we go, I would like to say... Um, Good luck to Danny Macklin in his new role uh, where he's going. Obviously, he leaves the club and um, I certainly feel like he's left us in a far better position than when uh, he arrived. I think he's taken the uh, promotional side of the club onto, a, onto another level. So, best wishes, Danny, in your new role and I uh, hope it all goes well for you. Okay, that's everything from us tonight then. Uh, goodbye, Jamie. Goodbye, Billy. Good night, everyone, and happy Christmas. Take care, Rich. You too, mate. Happy Christmas to everyone. And happy Christmas. Happy New Year to everyone. We'll see you all on Boxing Day and we'll have the next show for you next week. Take care, everybody. Goodbye. We're not a city. We're not a town. We're the only one of us around. And you know where we can be found when Saturday comes again. We'll be trying to do our best. Cheer all those on 
will wear the rest Whatever challenge, whatever test We'll lay an Orion from E-Ten Lay an Orion from E-Ten This is our club and we are proud So sing it up and sing it loud We were formed in 1881 Clancy Orion and so begun The old story and on it runs We'll lay an Orion from E-10 Whatever challenge has come our way The only faithful are here to stay We will live to fight another day We'll lay an Orion from E-10 Lay an Orion from E-10 this is our club and we are proud So sing it up and sing it loud We're not a city, we're not a town We're the only one of us around So you know where we can be found When Saturday comes again We'll be trying to do our best. On the hour, across Brentwood and Billericay, this is Phoenix FM News.